This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Alex here. I love that you make it here every day to hear what I have to say on this show. And in pursuit of bringing you more value, I've created a newsletter. If you believe in what I provide in this show, consider supporting by subscribing to this new newsletter. Get stock picks, market analysis, and more. Click the link in the description. This week's play was a bearish call spread on Apple. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you why you and I have probably lost a lot of money trading options, even when we ended up being right. Stay tuned. So the spread that I did was an Apple. I sold a 125 March 12th call, and I bought the 126 call. So it was a $100 spread uh, for $11 credit, which is only 11% return per contract. I mean, it's not super sexy or anything, but uh, that's the best that I could find on the chain for what I was looking for that late in the week. Had I done it earlier in the week, I probably would have got a little bit more, but uh, I wanted to see kind of how things played out. Um, coming off of that weekend. Now, last week, I was trading a lot of naked puts on Apple because they were just printing money. I mean, Apple was just dropping and dropping. It would bounce a little bit and then drop again. And I was winning a lot because the trend was very clear. The bond rates in the Powell interview last week played into a lot of the volatility that made those naked puts very possible because things were moving much faster than they typically do. Now, volatility may or may not be gone with the interest rates, um, so that's no longer in my favor. And similarly, there really isn't a lot of market-shaking events that are scheduled for this week or even next week, really. I mean, we have Fed uh, Chair Powell next week, but besides that, we don't really have a lot of big stuff. The stimulus was probably about it this week, and it was pretty much guaranteed to pass. I mean, we own, uh, the Democrats have both the House and the Senate. So, I mean, that was really about it. With options, it typically is best to trade spreads, events, and rumors, depending on the magnitude of the rumor. So, uh, if you saw like GameStop today, GameStop went nuts, uh, dropped probably like $100 in two minutes uh, for its share price. And that wasn't a rumor, uh, but it was basically based on somebody's tweet or something like that. Um, so, I mean, that's again, Options like speed, options that like volatility. So if you can trade on events and rumors, that's where you get that volatility and that's where you get that speed. But if the volatility and speed aren't there, you want to trade spreads because when things move slow, spreads are the best strategy when you're using options. Now, since the week was found to be pretty boring and there wasn't any really news, like I said, spreads were the best options given what we were uh, presented with in the week, coming weeks for the market. 
Now, I could do a swing trade and have a sizable profit over a longer period of time if I was looking to buy shares. And the fact that there's no expiration uh, just makes it even better, like DraftKings. I had a position, I have a position on DraftKings. I've been in that position for some weeks now, and I don't plan on really changing it because I understand where the trajectory is going. And if things are moving slow and sideways now, I'm not too worried. Same thing with Fisker. Fisker has been moving pretty sideways, some ups and some downs, but it's really not doing much of anything, but I know where I'm expecting it to go. So I'm still in that trade and I own shares, but I'm not going to trade options on a sideways market unless I'm going to I'm going to end up paying some crazy premium just to, you know, be right outside the money or in the money. Again, it depends on what stock you have, it depends on what sector you're in, but the stocks that I'm looking at um, I'm not playing any options naked on either way because all the ones I'm looking at are really in a sideways season. Now, I noticed where I was in terms of my mentality on Apple, right? I'm still not sold on the bullish shift towards Apple. Does it make logical sense that people should be bullish on Apple? Yes. But am I going to, like I said with, when I did last week with the puts, it doesn't really matter what I think. I'm going to play what's given to me. And what's given to me right now is that Apple's not getting sold anymore, but people aren't exactly jumping into it. So we're going to see a lot of sideways movement for a while while we bounce between a range. Um, now, the uh, gap up on Tuesday, I wanted to trade against it, right? I wanted to fade the gap up. Now, I could have done this with a naked put option, but again, there really isn't a lot of speed coming this week. So how do I do this? I play into the momentum to the upside and I take the premium from the increased volatility on the contracts and take something out. Now, that $11 credit was uh, much higher uh, earlier in the day Tuesday, but I decided to wait for confirmation that the uh, gap up was losing steam. So I only took $11 credit. I could have gotten more if I traded earlier. But again, I wanted to confirm that uh, my sentiments were right. Um, given the change in kind of the trajectory of Apple's stock price, which it did work out. Um, but again, I didn't go with a naked put. I went with a spread because even if I was right, it's no guarantee that Apple's going to drop to 116 again. All I know is that it's it. I don't believe, and the probability of it going to 125 this week after failing on that breakout is lower. So I'm going to play that way. Now, again, doing a bullish, uh, bearish put spread is equivalent to doing a put, except in that the the risk is lower, but so is the reward is also lower, but I can mitigate the risk much, much better. Because with spreads, time decay isn't typically is typically on your side as opposed to against you. Now, like I said, if you're someone who likes playing breakouts, like I do, right? I like playing a breakout if it doesn't fit into the story that I'm seeing play out to the market, then I'll play against the breakout. But I typically normally play with naked put options, but recently I've been doing it with spreads because, again, if there's nothing in the market to excite the market, then spreads are better than naked put options. Now, uh, I did this actually on Intel a while back. When Intel gapped up, I did a naked put option and lost. Now, did Intel come down? Yes. Did Intel keep going up after the gap up? No. If I did a spread, I would have won and kept credit, but I did a naked put option and I lost the, I believe I lost 50% or even more than 50% of that put option because 
Intel went sideways before it came back down. Now, like I said, you know, in that example and many more examples, I mean, I've lost money being too early or too late. Being too early or too late. And I've had feelings about the market or a particular stock, and I played a naked option on it only to watch time decay render it worthless. The benefit of using a spread um, to back those feelings when there's an absence of an event or a rumor or something to support the speed of the movement, then expiration now becomes your friend and not your foe, right? The difference between options and doing swing trading is there's an expiration date. You don't want the expiration date being your enemy because you cannot win that fight, right? If every day goes by and you're hoping that something speeds up, you've already lost. Cut your losses, now, I'm going to say that again. If you're trading an option, and I'm telling you this because I've done it. If you're trading options and uh, a stock, maybe uh, the price is moving in your direction, but it's not moving fast enough and the premium is decaying faster than the stock is moving, get out. Right? Get out, cut your losses because the time decay, if the time decay is moving faster than the stock price, then chances are you're going to end up losing your full premium. Right, So you want to take out whatever money you have left in the play. Unless you've already written it off and it really doesn't matter at that point. Then you could just move on to the next one. So the next time you want to trade options, try this. Take a look around. Right, Take a look around and decide what position you want to play. Right, Your time frame, whether or not there's enough events to trigger the speed you need to support a naked position. Now if the position makes sense and your analysis makes sense, it's supported and it's objective not subjective, right? It's not a matter of what you feel, but what you see and understand, then using a spread that backs that insight may be, more, may be more financially rewarding of a play to make, right? Because if you're in a dry season or a dry period within that stock or within that industry or sector, then a spread supports you by turning expiration into a friend and not a foe. And guess what? If you're wrong, right, like tomorrow, tomorrow's uh, Friday, if by the end of today, Apple shoots up to one past 125, then I've lost, right? And then I'm wrong, but I've understood my risk. My risk has been written off already, and I can control that and get in and out of the play if I need to along the way without worrying about time decay also playing against me, right? Every day that ticks by, every hour that ticks by is in my favor as opposed to going against me. So should I decide to get out of the play, if I decide to get out of the play today, then the time decay that goes by every hour is on my side as I look for a good position to exit. All right. If I don't have to exit tomorrow today and I can wait till tomorrow and tomorrow comes and Apple goes to 124, well, I've got a couple hours that are on my side, not against me. As opposed to if I did a naked put option and I need Apple to go down another dollar for me to be in the money, every hour that ticks by is against me and not for me. So I want you to I want you to to again, this is not advice, but the next time you decide to trade options, just keep some of this in the back of your mind. If you're trading something that's a weekly, right? If it's short, or if you're trading something that is months away, right? Whatever you decide to do. Is the speed of the movement within the short term enough to support your decision? 
And if the events aren't there, right, to trigger that movement, to trigger that speed, to trigger that volatility, then it may be better to do a spread because you can't anticipate, you can't plan or strategize around events that you can't see coming. But if you can see the event coming and you can anticipate or try to um, find the factors that line up in your favor, if the probabilities are weighted in your favor that's going to move in the direction that you want, then, then a naked option should work out for you. But if all those things aren't lined up, then maybe utilizing spreads makes the most sense in the short term. And if a rumor, if an event does show up, you can still keep the spread and then double down in your position using a naked option if the proof is now in the markets and is showing you on the charts. Thanks for listening, and I hope I was able to save you some money, or I can save you some money in the future uh, with these lessons that I'm giving. Now, remember, if you're interested in getting stock ideas, market analysis each month, sign up for my newsletter by clicking the link in the show description or going to marketadventures.substack.com. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well, and remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, Don't seek security. Seek adventure.